Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest bump. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mr.comer on weei.com. Another special guest this week, Paul Perillo, rejoining us uh, for the first time this year, patriots.com. So you, you uh, guys that listen to both Patriots Unfiltered and the Off Day podcast, you get a special treat here. Andy and Paul back together. <laughs> the A team is called. The what? Yes. The A team. Proper respect, it's the A team. Okay, the A-team is back together. Correct. Yes. Plus, we only really have two people we have as guests on the Off Day podcast, it's Paul true. and Jardy. That's <laughs> true. Have we had anybody else, really? No. <laughs> That's because Andy hates everybody else. I'm, That's asking true. I'm kind of limited with who I can get, or they hate him, too. So. Well, right. yeah. Everybody likes you, Ryan, so I'm yeah. sure you'd have no problems. Yeah. It's funny. I was actually thinking while unloading the dishwasher this morning, maybe we should do that. Invite like all the people that don't really like us and I don't really like them and see if it makes for a good podcast. It probably would. We could get some good debate, especially the, the, the whole like Brady stuff. Like, cause yeah. even, like the podcast we did with me, you and Jardy, we're all saying the same thing. Right. We should get Evan uh, Lazar on. He hates me. That's oh, that w- can, can I, can I just sign up to be a little box in the bottom just to watch that? I think that, I think Ryan, you should do that next week. Broker it, make it happen. I'll see what I can do. See um, if he wants my smoke. I, well, that's what I want to watch. I want to watch the smoke. <laughs> Um, can we, okay, can we let me start this. No, no, let me start this. All right, you start. So uh, some of our listeners are probably PU slash PFW listeners. Some aren't. So I want to start in the beginning. So one of the big stories in Patriot World this week was obviously Matthew Stafford, who didn't want to come to Foxborough. They apparently didn't really want him since they only offered a two. And I want to rewind about a decade because Paul Perillo once wanted to trade Tom Brady for Matthew Stafford. <laughs> That's what you had him on. You mentioned this last week. <laughs> No, I actually forgot until now because, you know, Stafford, whatever. So, Paul, what are your thoughts on how the uh, Stafford thing played out and your dream never came to fruition? Ryan, Andy knows that um, what he just said is, is, is absolutely true. I love right. Matthew Stafford and have for 
for quite some time. I've sort of been soured on the now, you know, decade plus of, you know, really not being able to get a team over the top. And I, and I do agree a lot of that is Detroit, but you know, we can, we can take a step back and I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I might've missed that one. Tom Brady had a few more titles left in him. Maybe even another one coming up on Sunday. Who knows? Um, but yeah, no, he, he didn't, he's not telling lies, Ryan. I did. I would have made that trade uh, for the younger guy uh, that, that's more talented. But Andy, the way you said it is exactly right with the Patriots may have been interested, but they really weren't all that interested because they offered, uh, as I like to put it, uh, yeah, there's a house for sale for 500000 I have an offer for eight fifty, but I'm going to offer you one seventy-five. How's that sound? <laughs> That's what the Patriots did. Hey, you never know. Yeah, i got to ask. Right? ask. Doesn't hurt right. to ask. You never know. I like you. I'll take you around. Uh, do you buy the, the Karn report and how he said no to how many, how many teams? Well, like, I, I don't believe that it was all 32 teams. I think Stafford had a list of, say, five that were, you know, interested yeah, and there have been some other reports that have come out. So I do believe Tom Curran's report because I, I do think that he has been um, – I think he has been tapped in to some of these things that are going on around the team. I, I agree with you, Ryan. It, you know, I think I saw something that Greg Bedard may have written, you know, including Carolina and Denver. In other words, it was more about the readiness of the team to be able to win immediately for Stafford than it was anything specific with one team or another. But the stark reality here, to me, doesn't really change all that much for the Patriots. They're now considered one of the teams that doesn't really have a chance right now. That's how Matthew Stafford looks at him. Um, and I think the bigger picture here is looking forward to next month around this time when we start to worry about which free agents the Patriots are going to be able to find. Are you only going to be able to get the guys that you outbid everybody for? Because that's what it kind of looks like right now. Well, that's the reality of the NFL. Like, I mean, I'm sorry. if you, We always talked about for years there's other places you can win. Well, now there's really other places you can win. Like Right. And, and Brady's not there anymore, which, you know, um, is a huge draw. And I, and I know, like, you know, Andy and I have sort of had our, our you know, back and forths with Tom Brady. You know, we, mm -hmm. we love the player um, and didn't always like all the stuff off the field. And certainly last year here in New England, they went 12 and four and he was miserable the whole yep. year. Um, didn't really like the way he carried himself, Ryan. So, nope, he didn't. Um, but you can't, you, you can't dismiss the fact that, you hear more and more quotes from players, uh, players that were here, players around the league, and they all talk about the, the draw and the allure of playing with Tom Brady. Sports Illustrated just put out something, uh, I think today, it, it was a piece about sort of that middle tier, the guys that missed out on championships. And you look at every single guy. Yeah, I signed there because of Tom Brady. I signed there because of Tom Brady. I wanted to go there to, to win with Tom Brady. Now, Tom Brady's not here anymore. And like you said, Andy, there's a lot of other places that really can win more than the Patriots, and you don't have Brady. And Tom Brady's in Tampa. The Tampa benefited from that. I've, I've said to Ryan in past podcasts, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, A.B. and Gronk are separate stories because they were Brady guys or whatever. But I think Leonard Fournette is the perfect example of, I'm cutting Jacksonville. Where do I – ooh, Tom Brady's over there in Tampa. They look like they're a pretty good team down here in Florida where I can go to and – have a whatever my role may be, I have a chance to win a title, have some fun, they're loaded. So I think that's a good example. You know, Ryan, you brought up Tom Curran and some of his reporting, and Paul, you, you claim he's tied in and he's been on the mark with some of this stuff. Um, he certainly created some um, furor with his comment that the Patriots are going to be uncharacteristically aggressive this offseason. And the first thing we're talking about is them offering a second-round pick for a franchise quarterback <laughs> who went for – so. 
just tell me what you think about uncharacteristically aggressive. Yeah, you know, and I think that could be taken a couple of different ways. Um, I think you can make an argument if they give big money contracts to try to retain their own free agents. You know, like, is the idea of Joe Tooney and David Andrews returning completely out of the realm of possibility? No, thanks. See, this is where I I say define aggressive, because I think that would be aggressive. That's going to cost you a lot of money. For Bill, yes, that would be aggressive, yes. But I I could say that 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 defines aggressive, but I kind of would agree with Andy. Like bringing back the same team that went seven and nine to me is not the smartest thing you could do. Now Mm -hmm. it might be aggressive if you go and spend, you know, 15 plus million on, on Joe Tooney and another 10 or 12 on David Andrews. That's aggressive, but I don't know if your team's any better. Fine line between aggressive and stupid. (laughs) Correct. Well, do we really think that straddles that? Let's not make any more of those comments though. It's patriots.com. Remember where you came from, you know, it's, I would have said that on the old show too. This is true. He would have. Do you think that he's going to change at all his approach and go after like the Allen Robinsons or the Juju Smith's research where it's going to cost top of the line dollar? Yeah, that see that that to me is really what I think most people think of when Tom Curran says uncharacteristically aggressive, right? right? Not necessarily retaining your own guys. Um, Allen Robinson, I would say no, mm-hmm. because I think he's a little older and 20 plus million, but I think it costs you 20, 20 million or so for Chris Godwin. Would they be interested in, in that? I wouldn't. You know, that's, as half, a, that's half your salary cap. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. A third. A third you, sorry. You, plus, you can, you can start. Andy, you haven't taught him these things about how you can just manipulate this stuff to do whatever you want to you, do. You can't do that anymore because you sold out and now you have to reset the books. You can't manipulate cap anymore. Bill told me. I thought you could manipulate cap, <laughs> but Bill was on board with, nope, we sold out and we had okay. to reset the books. Well, I, I don't think that necessarily they're going to be at the top end of that wide receiver. I'm, I'm thinking more in terms of maybe a couple of middle tier guys. Curtis Samuel. Right, that's the guy that everybody talks about and we've been hearing a lot about it. You know, is there a, a, an idea that's better for Bill Belichick than a guy like Curtis Samuel, a guy who can play receiver, he can he come out of the backfield, he can make some plays for you. And, you know, why spend $20 million on Chris Godwin when you can spend uh, 10 or 12 on Curtis Samuel? I, I, you know, that's kind of the, the old-time Patriots way of looking at things. But, yeah, I would be surprised if they went up to the $20 million mark for a wide receiver. See, the way I – we've talked a lot about that comment, obviously, because it was said on our airwaves and, you know, doing it mud at night and different things. And – if he signs one free agent for big money, to me, that's not even uncharacteristically aggressive because he's done it. Whether it's, yeah. you know, Stefan Gilmore, Dallas Tom, like there's been times. Right. Even if he re-signs his own, well, he's done that too. You know, you've done the Logan Mankins, Vince Wilforks, Richard, whatever. To me, like the one thing, certainly multiple big free agent signings would qualify. If you went out and got Allen Robinson and Hunter Henry or Godwin and Hunter Henry, okay, that's uncharacteristically aggressive. But I also said a significant trade, a significant trade up in the draft to get a young quarterback or a young tight end if you want Kyle Pitts. If you go from 15 to 9 to get the best tight end or maybe we had our former uh, pal Rob Rang. I guess he's still kind of our pal. He formerly did stuff for us. Uh, Rob Rang on, uh, on Mud at Night the other night. He said he's the best pass catcher in the draft. And I was like, that kind of opened my ears because I knew he was the best tight end in the draft. But if you say best pass catcher, well, that includes Waddle. That includes Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. That includes Jamar Chase, the, the LSU receiver. Like, mm-hmm. that's saying something. So, to me, that would be a really eye-opening. Bill targets a guy because he's never done that. 
that's one thing you can say he's never done. He's never targeted a guy and made a significant because that's going to cost you. You want to go to 15 to nine or like you're giving yeah. up some capital. That was one way that I interpreted it. And I don't, I get to tell you the, the reported offer for Stafford has really uh, urinated on my off season parade. Like same old bill, everybody's offering ones and he's offering a two like. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I agree. I thought the Stafford thing was disappointing because love him or not. And I understand that I'm coming from the other side with probably a little bit too much Stafford love. But hey, you know what? He, he I saw this note about Stafford. It's weird. You and he have the same number of career playoff wins as starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's the <laughs> damnedest that's thing. Not fair. That's not fair. I know. I know on your air, I know you're on your airwaves. An expatriate called him a loser, but that you know whatever. Um, Wait, who called him a loser? Yeah, who did? Teddy Bruschi says he's not a winning. Oh yeah, he's a winning yeah. player. He's a losing player. I thought Boomer was actually worse. Boomer Esiason. He was, at, he was absolutely worse. I heard he, that too. He attacked, to me, that was character assassination. You don't want to work here, so we don't want you. Like, he never said that, Boomer. You know what I think he said? I'm a smart fella, and I can't win there. I'm going to pull a Tom Brady. Sorry, Boomer. You didn't rip Tom Brady's work ethic when he wanted the F out of Foxborough to go to Tampa where life's easier and talent's better. Right. right. That angered. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with that characterization too, but – uh, you know, the, the thing that, that Andy brings up, Ryan, is a good point about the aggressiveness. The only thing that I can really think of is a trade up. And to me, it would even be for a quarterback. Like, Correct. They've, they've decided that, you know, whoever, Trey Lance is the guy that they can't do without. I love Zach him. Wilson's a guy they can't. Eight. I like him. You know, can you get up from 15 to 8? And maybe me. one of – Maybe one of those guys is slipping and you can get in that area. Um, and, and I've been sort of looking at it like, what if you said, you know, we'll give you Gilmore and, you know, a second round pick to, you know, to make, you know, with San Francisco yeah. or something like that, you know, for the quarterback, you know, for Garoppolo or, right. you know, you know some, some kind of a deal like that. Um, because I don't think there were a lot of teams that would want Gilmore back. Like, you know, the, the Stafford thing, everybody said a second round pick and a player. Well, they were offering Gilmore. Well, what does Detroit want with Stephon Gilmore? They don't. But no. San Francisco would. San Francisco's that's a team that's, that's built to win now. Right. Um, they would take a 30-year-old cornerback that can help their defense because he can help them win right away. So that's kind of a, a thing I've had in the back of my mind. Gilmore being involved in a trade that allows the Patriots either to get a quarterback or to get into the top 10 to get a quarterback. Do you think uh, quarterback? We'll get into that. Do you think the most likely avenue now that the Stafford's gone, Goff's gone, is to be at the draft, or do you see maybe a trade? Yeah, I, or free. To me, the, the, the guys, you know, I, I don't think there'll be a better quarterback that that moves teams than Stafford because I don't think Deshaun Watson's going anywhere. Um, Eric Carr, I, he's not better than Stafford. Well, he's um, worth two ones according to the guy in uh, Las Vegas. The... Yeah, two ones. Yeah. We offered, a, we offered a two and a player for Stafford. We're going to give him two ones for Derek Carr so he can throw his five-yard checkdowns. Anybody who gives two ones for Derek Carr should be fired immediately. Right. They're not getting two ones for him. Um, I think people looked at that deal. This, and we don't have to turn this into a stafford Goff trade podcast, but I think people are completely ignoring how much more the Rams had to give up because of the Goff contract. Right. That yes. grossly inflated the price tag. Yes. Um, you know, the, that's in line to what Watson's going to get. And, and it, you know, without the, without the, you know, the, the contract. So right. I, I think people have overlooked that fact. Um, but Derek Carr to me 
Yeah, I, w- I would take him as a bridge guy. I, I mean, I think he can play. I think he makes your team competitive. And you're probably on the periphery of the playoffs if you had a guy like that, if you can do all the other things that, that are going to need to be done. Correct. If you have the same team you had last year and Derek Carr is the quarterback, you're not making the playoffs. Probably not. You, well, you're but just they're not. not. They're not going to have the same team. I think we no. can all agree. You know, I said, even in October, like, you're living with your lumps right now. I guarantee you they're better next year. I don't know how much better. But, and I don't even guarantee necessarily that the wins change dramatically because you're better, but you will field a more talented football team next year in New England. But, you know, we had, uh, I almost called I'm them not sure. I'm not sure of that. I'm you not don't sure think they're going to be more talented? I, I think that they will be, we might look at it at this time next year, we might be a lot more uh, enthused about the direction that things are going. I think they need to start the rebuild. And I don't think they've started that yet. Well, what are they going to do with last- their $60 million in cap space? They're going to sign players. They're going to be better. Oh, sure. But they're also going to lose a lot of veterans that helped them win the few games that they won last year. They- but wait a minute. They, they didn't have NFL quality at wide receiver, no. tight end, defensive line, and linebacker. linebacker. I'm sorry. If they, go, if they have four positions where I go, you really are fielding an, an, an SEC team at best. Like, that would stun me because they were – that's no, as no. empty a cupboard at those positions as I think we've seen. I, I would agree with you on that. Like, there was enormous holes on the roster. But my point that I'm trying to make is, whatever the group is, David Andrews, Joe Tooney, James White, Rex Burkhead, Stephon Gilmore, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, uh, Lawrence Guy, Adam Butler, whatever amount of those guys you think, let's just say half of them are gone. Mm-hmm. So – all of those positions are going to look like the positions that you just described. So you might be able to get a wide receiver. You might be able to get a tight end and maybe you'll get a linebacker, but there are going to be other holes that are going to be created because they had an old team last year. Very. This is my, my point is like, and Bill told us many times during the course of the year, as you've already alluded, that was, you know, basically a reset. You know, yep. we were paying for the sins of, of selling out the last five years. And that's what created that. Well, they got old. They don't have any young talent. You don't just acquire young talent all at once. So I think that they we will feel a lot better about it if they can get a couple of guys in the draft and sign a couple of free agents. But I don't think they'll be any more talented overall as a team, okay. especially two, if they don't get a quarterback. Two things. Ryan, make sure you are paying attention. When you post this, it's Perillo colon, Patriots will be less talented <laughs> in 2021. If yes. you NBC Sports Boston me, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, second, I completely disagree with you. Um, That's okay. No, 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 because I think so many guys were thrown into shitty roles last year. My bad. You can do that on this? It's fine. It's fine. We try not to because Mutt likes to listen with his son, and he has to shut it off when his son's in the car. So um, we try not to. That was my bad. My bad. Potty mouth. Um, Like, I think they added some bodies to the mix last year via the draft that are going to be contributors. I don't know about stars and where they're going to sort of slot in, but – like, Onwenu is a guy that, okay, maybe Tooney leaves and he moves to left guard or, or however the offensive line plays out. I think you feel like he'll be better in year two. You ever hear that thing called the year two jump? Remember that thing? Bill used to say it. Um, yeah. Did you ever hear Kyle a guy in the sixth round and all of a sudden he's John Hanna? Well, I didn't call him John Hanna. No, I, but, but that's what I, I think kind of the perception around that is. Yeah. Well, no, I just think he can start at guard. I don't think. Yeah, I, he'll st- I think he'll start at guard and you'll be okay at guard. Yeah. Um, and you look at the, the defensive side of the ball. Everybody, in my opinion, almost was overmatched. 
um, like across, you know, the back end, not, not counting, but like the fronts, you had Jawan Bentley that you just anointed a starter, a captain, a green dot, and he barely had ever played. I've never seen a guy so overwhelmed. Like we had to talk to him every Monday night on EEI on, you know, much show because he was a captain. So he's one of like the Patriot. He wanted no part of it. He shouldn't have wanted any part of it. You're not really a captain. You're not really like, you've not established yourself. So don't step in like at worst, he has more experience. Now he's a little better prepared. Now, Hopefully, he'll also be playing behind Dante Hightower right. next year. Um, See, I'm not, okay. And Jennings. Can I, can I just interrupt you for one quick second? It's my if podcast. If Hightower comes back. Yeah, my podcast. If Hightower comes back, I would, I would, I don't, I'm not expecting him to come back. I, I, I kind of am not. I think Chung might. Well, I don't but want if that. Hightower comes back, that, that changes the complexion of your defense. That gives you a lot more talent to, to start with right in the middle. And that's. That's the glaring hole on defense was linebackers. Yes. So I think that makes a big difference. But even if he doesn't, like, I thought Uche flashed some as a pass rusher. I think bit. they tried some. to use him as more than that too much. I mean, your guy, Don Brown, told me, right, like, he's not ready as a linebacker. He's not ready as a player. He's ready as a pass rusher. He can be an NFL caliber pass rusher. So we'll see where his role evolves. The Chung thing I find concerning, like, a, I don't know how good he's going to be anymore. B, he certainly has been well invested in a million other things. If you follow social media, real estate, restaurants, he's got right. his hand in everything. You're going to get to the most important one. What? What? I don't want him being any sort of roadblock to Kyle Duggar. Well, yes, but What's I also have the concern now because I like Adrian Phillips. I think he's yep. a solid player. But now I have these two big safeties. I don't know if I have a, and I know they're not free and strong. But I, and if McCourty's out of the mix, I didn't think McCourty had a very good year. I thought McCourty was bad. He didn't. I think that his value obviously is more at this point in the locker room. And I think he'll be back. Um, quite yeah, I need honestly. him to tackle though. I don't just need him to lead and have good no, speed in the game. I now, need the him defense to tackle. wasn't good. I you know. know. Cam, Cam Newton's play was so bad last year that people don't realize that the defense wasn't good. Correct. Right. And that was more of a letdown, not just the defense, the secondary was supposed to be one of the best secondaries in football. The strength of the team will ride that while everything else gets figured out. And they didn't. So there's definitely concerns, but I will be stunned if via the draft and free agency, they don't have a more representative field of talent at tight end wide receiver and the front seven. And yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I do disagree slightly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hear your points that you made. I, I would just say that, no matter what, I think we'll agree. I think you'll feel a lot better about it because I think that once you start seeing a rebuild in process, in progress, you, you, you feel a little bit better. Right now, the wheels are off and yes. there's nothing to really be happy about. Like Andy, what Andy said about all those holes is, it, is absolutely true. They, have, they did not have NFL caliber players at a number of different positions. Which, did you read the story um, that, Bill Barnwell did? No, no, no. All the NFL writers did. The ESPN thing with like the tiers, like contenders, year away, on the cusp, blah, 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 blah. And first of all, the story sucked because you can't tell me 20 teams are going to have new quarterbacks next year and then tell me how close they are to winning. That's the dumbest story I've ever heard in my life. Like, at least wait till we know who teams' quarterbacks are. Correct me if I'm wrong, quarterbacks matter in the NFL and you generally, you know, that's a key to how you can be. But I also said, have the Patriots bottomed out yet? Because this would go in line with, you know, we bring on a guy from Patriots.com. I thought, you know, I might be <laughs> okay is, claiming they're going to be more talented. This is my larger point is I don't believe they out yet. This is my larger point. And, and you're right. It might not be about record. Right. You'll know it when you see it. 
you'll know it when you see it. Like, you know, maybe Arizona doesn't fail to get a yard two different times and then miss a field goal to give you a game. And maybe the Jets don't cough up a 13-point lead in the last five minutes to give you another game. That, those two things might not happen next year, and you might have, you know, five wins, six wins instead of seven wins. Right. And everybody's like, wow, they really got work. But it might be better. They might be more on, on the uptick depending on the obvious. Who's playing quarterback? Right. Like Cam well, we Newton, know it. it was obvious from week four that Cam Newton wasn't the quarterback of the future. I know we've all said it all year. Well, not all of us, but a lot of people said it all year. But your boy Rodney Harrison, it just seems more pointed when he says he can't play. <laughs> He sounded like me and you yelling at Fred on PU. <laughs> I, 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 I almost felt bad for Cam. Like this is the, like a former player and Rodney even seemed, he seemed disappointed when he said something to the effect of, I you know, like him. I pulled for him. I believed in him and he let me down. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, well, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this is about you, Rodney. And, and I firmly believe Cam tried. Like, I don't think he did it on purpose where he half-assed it. I think he invested everything he had in being good. The sad part is, Rodney's right. He can't play anymore. That's Cam was good. We say this all the time. Cam was good on Monday through Saturday. Sundays, right. he sucked. Six hours and 20 – I mean, six days and 21 hours a week, I think Cam did a pretty good job. And then three hours – And the thing that was really striking to me, guys, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this a lot during the course of the year, and you know, like we normally would in the locker room and stuff, but – the fact that it never got even a little bit better. Got worse. At any, at any point. Oh, what are you talking about? Didn't he throw like three touchdowns in the last game? Yeah, yeah. who did he play in that? Yeah. It, it, the fact that it never got any better as the season went on to me was Thank the most know. striking part. Yeah, you're right. It did. I mean, it, 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 I've said it all along. Like, I thought I was going to not like him and he'd be okay on the field. It was the exact opposite of what I expected. I loved him. I thought he was great with Greg Hill. I wouldn't have wanted to do those damn interviews every mor Monday morning with Greg Hill and all that. I thought he did a good job with all that. He just can't play. He just can't throw. Yeah, he couldn't throw well enough to, to compete. And, that, and I think that's what Rodney's getting at, is because I don't care what system you're in. If you can't make some of the throws that he consistently couldn't make, no, nope. you know, little five-yard swing passes that, you know, you and I used to make fun of my boy Drew for, you know, not having any change up. It was all fastballs on those. Oh. At least he put them on the guy. Yeah, no, like, he, he would he throw them into to, the ground. Like, it used to be like you'd compare guys to Drew or Ryan Mallett, guys with lack of touch. He passed all those, and the only comp for him was Tim Tebow. That, yeah. like, he couldn't read a defense. It took forever. You're like, throw it, throw it. There's a guy, throw it. And then when he threw it, it went five yards, you know, in the ground in front of him. It was, okay, so let's let's get back to – the most important story of the week, because I don't know what our time limit is. Ryan's okay. cheap and hasn't paid for us to be able to go long I get, enough. I got nothing yet, so keep going. Uh, at the top of my screen, it says Zoom meeting 40 minutes. Mine too, but usually you got a 10-minute countdown. We haven't got that yet, so keep going. Okay. Has it been, how long have we been doing this? Well, let's just keep wasting time. Keep plugging away. This is what we do. Um, so, uh, the divorce. I need the Paul Perillo weigh in. Uh, Boston Globe claims uh, Tom Brady won, Patriots zero, or Bill Belichick's losing. Uh, bring some reason to this, or maybe not. I thought you were going to say the team would be better next year, so I don't know what you're going to say anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I try to keep it real. I'm sorry. Um, but here's my, my point on this is, I, I think you and I have agreed on this, but to me, it's too late 
to sort of make any declarations about the whole Brady Bill thing. Like he's mm-hmm. Tom is 43 years old. Belichick, you know, I know that everybody thinks that he's just going to keep on keep on doing this until he wins the Super Bowl without Brady and proves that he was right. Um, but but at some point it's going to end for him too. He's got to rebuild the whole team, which is not going to be easy. I think we all can agree that those two guys benefited from having each other. I don't think that they would have won six individually. Um, I, you know, right now, how does it look? Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a landslide. It's a blowout. You know, Brady took another team to the Super Bowl, while Belichick took his team that was left behind by him and was lucky to go 7-9 and nine with it. So it's a blowout right now, but I don't think that tells the whole story. I think there's, there's more to it than that. And, and I know that sounds like, uh, you know, a sunshine.com kind of a, a slant to it, but I, I think that's the way it is. I think both of these guys, um, you know, ha- have benefited from each other. And, you know, right now Tom is looking great, but you, and you said it, Andy, look at the team that he ended up being able to, to hand pick. I mean, a lot of people felt like Tampa was pretty good last year, but the quarterback just absolutely self-destructed and, and, and killed them. And they went seven and nine. It's basically the same cast of characters. He's eliminated the mistakes and they're a Super Bowl team. Well, he sort of eliminated the mistakes until the NFC. Well, title. except for the second half of the NFC championship. He threw three picks well, with the season. Don't, don't you think that he <laughs> And then the Brady thing comes into picture too. You know, it's like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's one thing, Ryan, that the guy is the greatest quarterback of all time. It's another thing that I've never seen anybody with more, more good fortune in this life. Agreed. But don't you think he picked the right team? Like, I don't. I disagree that he made that team. Like, they were 7-9 and nine last year, but if you take away the third two interceptions, they're a playoff team. If they get average play at quarterback, they're a playoff team. So, right. I, don't think, I don't think they get to a Super Bowl with, without Tom Brady, but I, I think with an average quarterback this year, that's a playoff team. They, they were stacked last year. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I don't know about that. Like, you know, the Patriots just went 7-9. and nine. You think they would have been a Super Bowl team with Tom Brady? I don't. No. I think they would have missed the playoffs, and that may be my Friday column, by the way. Hey, right, Patriot but, Nation, but I mean, I just like, heard that they just stayed together and lost together. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just think that Tampa Bay uh, needed a lot of stuff, a, a lot more than just steady play at quarterback. They needed a steadying presence, and I think Brady provided that. Right. I, I think they got right. off that roller coaster. I think they they were, you know, even as the season wore on, because you saw signs of it early, the lack of professionalism, I'll put it. You know, the yeah, penalties, penalties. The, the lack of discipline. Yep. That sort of dissipated as the year went on. And I, I don't know, maybe I'm a honk for Brady, but I think that he had something to do with that. And I'll even say the defense played better because they had belief. Jesus. They had belief that their offense wasn't going to lose the game for them. I, 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 listen, I, I, I'm not willing to say that any, any good quarterback could have taken that team to the Super Bowl. I think a guy that, that had been to nine previous ones, you know, w- was a big part of it. If the, if the Bucks had Matthew Stafford, are they a playoff team? Oh well, that's different. Now, yes, absolutely. That's the, that's a different story. He you might know, have wanted first to make playoff. fun of my Matthew. You know, wh- why don't we call out something that you and I used to argue on that I was proven right on, and that is the quarterback uh, carousel. Shall shall we say? When I used to say, you know, used to say to me every year, they got to draft a quarterback. They got to draft a quarterback. Well, there's a lot of different ways to get quarterbacks now. Quarterbacks are changing teams. Now look at it. Would you say 20 guys could be changing teams? I'm just throwing a number out there. I don't know. I just threw a number out there. Look, that's been proven. that We had that argument like four or five years ago. Yeah, but how many of them are really more and more prevalent? Quarterbacks change teams, and some of them even go to the Super Bowl. How many of them are really good, though? Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. There's one. Name two more. Stafford. Stafford. He might win his first playoff game with Sean McVay. You're right. We'll find out. I don't know how that's would 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 you take Deshaun Watson? 
You just said he's not going to move. No, but would you take that? Yeah, that's his point. In a heartbeat, in an MFA okay. heartbeat. Well, his one playoff win was the result of Josh Allen completely self-destructing in the second half with a 16-point lead. It was a lateral. Otherwise, he'd have no career playoff wins either. Would you take him? If your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. <laughs> this is true. Thank you, Ernie Ardolino, my high school baseball coach. Um, coach, I hit that hard. It was right at him. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle. I use that all the time, and I credit yeah. you often when I do it. Yeah, uh, all the time. <laughs> so, yeah, see, that's something interesting. Quarterbacks are available. I agree. There's a lot of quarterbacks available. Are there a lot of great ones? Are there a lot of spe- – because now I think people are buying your your idea that, yeah, yeah, you can just go get a quarterback. My ass, you can. Did you watch the playoffs? There were Hall of Famers against first-round pick rising stars. That's it. No, I agree that you're probably limited unless, you know, you're Brady. You know, you just, you know, you just do it all on your own. But, like, Philip Rivers, to me, sent Indianapolis from a middle-of-the-pack team to a solid playoff team but he probably wasn't good enough to get them to be where they wanted to go. But, I mean, I would take that while I'm, while I'm continuing to look in the draft for a quarterback. Like, where I think you get in trouble is if the Patriots sit there at, say, 15, and they take Mac Jones. Ugh. Okay? I, I, I think taking a quarterback for the sake of taking a quarterback because we need a quarterback, that's when you get in trouble. And you're reaching for a guy who probably shouldn't even be in the top half of the first round. Right. And I don't hate Mac Jones. I just don't think he's a first-round talent. Yeah, I don't if think he has. A, if you got him in yeah. round two, it'd be great. But He's a developmental guy, but your quarterback problem still wouldn't be solved. No. Right? No. Because I don't think that he – you know, I, I don't think he's a good enough athlete, first of all. Um, and then, you know, you see the pictures of him after the national championship game, and I'm like – Looked like you. Yeah. I, I was going to say it, but I, it would have been disrespectful to Actually, Mac Jones. the guy who looked like you was more the senior bowl uh, – Division three Whitewater Merrimans or whatever. The right, right. That guy's supposedly a prospect now, though. Yeah, I like him. Um, okay, so we do have four minutes and 48 seconds before you I have get the, I have the timer running, yeah. too. Oh, okay. Um, so I guess we got to get into the big game and who you're rooting for. I've been skewered for about two weeks now because I'm rooting against Tom Brady. I'm rooting for the Chiefs. I'm rooting for the fun team. I don't really like Brady. I don't have anything in common with him. Who are you rooting for? See, I hate this um, because I, I, I was rooting strong for Brady last week because they played Green Bay, Andy, and we all know what Paul thinks of Aaron Rodgers. Yep. Uh, I loved the way that game unfolded. Um, but I love the Chiefs, too, and I love Mahomes. Now, obviously, Tyreek Hill is a tough guy to root for. On the field, he's not. On the field, he's easy to root for. No, but, I mean, he's a tough guy to root for knowing what you know, his story is, just like Antonio Brown. Uh, the stench of Antonio Brown on Tampa Bay. I was convinced that was going to bring Tampa down when they got him. And it looked like it was going that direction for a little while. And Brady was forcing the ball to him when they were playing terrible. Yep. yep. Um, but they snapped out of that because mostly because Brown got hurt and was out of the picture. I was going to say, they, to win he never really impacted games. So um, long story short, I think I'm rooting for Kansas City. I, I just, I, I love watching Mahomes. And I, I, I really think that he can be the next special thing. And, you know, I'd like, like to see... I'd like to see someone challenge anyway, um, but it's, it's hard to root against Brady too. Like I, like I said, I was, I was 100% on board the Brady train uh, for the NFC championship game with, with Green Bay. And I think what he's done is remarkable. What's your Perillo prediction? Colon. Well, Perillo colon. Chiefs dynasty will be better than Pats could ever think of being. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you know, Fred and I have argued about this, you know, a, a lot. And, and he just keeps saying, well, we'll see what happens when those guys leave. I said, what do you mean when those guys, you know, unless Mahomes leaves, nothing's going to happen. They're going to be relevant as long as Mahomes is healthy and their quarterback. Yes. 
but do they win? You can plug Relevant in people, wins. you know, you can, you can, no, I'm saying you're going to be able to, they'll be in the Super Bowl conversation every year that he is there as long as he's healthy. Agreed. And I, I think Nicole Hardman replaces Tyreek Hill. Well, so I was just saying, they, they have guys to replace these guys. They they'll they'll do it just like the Patriots did. It, it won't always be with the, the, the highest top end talent at every spot, but they'll find ways to turn the roster over and keep it around Mahomes, build it around Mahomes. And as long as they, they're able to do that, as long as he's healthy, I think they'll do that. Will he win six? I doubt it. It's the, the, the odds stacked against winning six are ridiculous. You know, Brady's special. But I think, I think Mahomes is pretty good, too. Plus, does he want to? That'll come into play at some point. Does he, does he want to go for 20 years and have to go to the, you know, at some point he might be a normal guy in year 15 say, you know what, I got my five rings. Would I like another? Sure, but I'm also done. I'm ready to move on to something else in my life. I don't, that's part of that whole thing. The, the Brady want to, I'm going to play till 43 or 45 or now wherever the hell it's going to be. What else would he do? That's part of that, that formula. Yeah, I'm going to go 31-24 Kansas City. Ooh, I like it. The rain and the thunderstorms don't bother you? Oh, I didn't. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How much did we pay for this guest, Ryan? <laughs> it's Wednesday. The, the weather's going to change. It's Florida. You know how things work. Yes. I was going to say, there's the thunderstorms that are predicted for Florida. Huh? Yeah, that's, oh. that's news. Shocker. All right. Okay, what are we doing now, Ryan? We're letting him go? We're going to let him go. So okay. I'm just going to be gone now? Yeah. I don't really know how this is going to work. We, I think all three of us might disappear in a second. It's, you got to have me back then because I enjoy yelling at you, Andy. I, I forgot how much I missed that. Anytime. Hey, Giardi said the same thing. He loves yeah. having being on. So, so any anytime. Yeah. He and I have talked about you, you two bozos. That's hurtful. Wow. <laughs> Hope to see that for the next podcast, I guess. Hey, Ryan, I played uh, indoors last week. We played yeah. Pebble Beach. Oh, nice. I, I would Great. not recommend it. It was a save long it for day. The golf podcast. Yeah, save it for our <laughs> golf podcast. We got a minute left. It says less than a minute. Less. All right. Now it does. All right. Thank, All right. Thanks well, for coming on. I enjoyed Paul. it. Thanks for, uh, Paul Perillo for joining us. So it was good to get Paul on, get his perspective. A little more negative than I think we thought he'd be, but hey, he's, he keeps it like it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I've always said that, you know, the one thing people love to throw at me, whether I write something or say something on the air, oh, you wouldn't have said that when you were the house organ. So you have no idea about my past. Because if you had listened, we were as negative or I shouldn't say negative. We were as critical, openly critical of the team on PFW in progress, Patriots football weekly, Patriots.com. If you read the mailbags or whatever, like we've always had the ability to, if it's about the team and football and decisions to be objective. And that's the way. And I certainly think it's, it's fair for Paul to wonder, have they bottomed out? Are they actually going to be more talented next year? I got to tell you, the wet blanket of all wet blankets. Now, I don't think there's a shot in hell it happens. But if they do what he said and the offseason is just Joe Tooney gets a $65 million. David Andrews deal, is back. David Andrews. Maybe they sign J.C. Jackson early or, yeah. like, re-sign. That'll suck. That will absolutely suck. Well, I think even Bill knows that he needs to get some upgrades and get some new people in here. Like, because – these guys are older. It's not like they're entering the primes of their careers. Like all those guys you mentioned are, are up there in age. It makes no sense to bring them all back. And what did we talk about? Speed, speed, speed. You need to get more athletic, speedier, younger. Like they don't have that playmaking at a lot of positions. So he was a wet blanket. I don't think that'll come to fruition. But would, would um, you agree I, that the basically the direction and how we feel about this team next year all depends on the quarterback? No. No. No, because I'm with Paul. I don't want them to force something at the quarterback position. So if you tell me, 
the quarterbacks go, the first four go at the top of the draft. You're sitting at 15, so you decide, you know what? Bleep it. I'm going to get Kyle Pitts at 12. And you go get Kyle Pitts. And then you sign Chris Godwin, like uh, ESPN predicted. Bill Barnwell. I'm sure you read that. Bill Barnwell, wide receiver story. Patriots signed Chris Godwin. So now you added Pitts. You added Godwin. He had Sammy Watkins, whatever. You draft... I don't know, uh, a def- an aggressive defensive lineman in the second round. Like, I could feel better about that and then oh, who's say – who's the quarterback? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Or – I don't want you to force it. I want you to be but, aggressive, but I don't want you to force it. But wouldn't you feel better, like, if they added Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'd feel okay about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that won't – like, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the ultimate placeholder bridge. Like, maybe you get a year out of him. Whatever. But, like – the Fitzpatrick move would not excite me. It's all the other moves and knowing you still got to get a quarterback. You still got to find him well, somewhere, but you've upgraded the roster talent I, speed. I, I guess I'm saying if they got Fitzpatrick, I know that another top tier move would be coming because of you're not using the draft pick. You're not using, you know, top money. So I, I guess that kind of makes sense. But like what I'm saying is if they got, if they brought Cam Newton back, like you could add however many guys you want, like that's not good. Like no, some of these other free agents that could be available aren't great either. Well, I mean, there, there's different degrees. Like, yeah, I, that's one of my big takeaways is everybody's like, oh, there's so many quarterbacks available. There's but not. how many are franchise altering? Like, right. like how many? Or real- even how many are like realistic for you to even get? Well, that's a separate issue. How many are realistic to get, especially if you're offering a two when other teams are offering ones and more. Um, we, we didn't get into enough real quick. The report out of Las Vegas about the car trade, that was that guy. I don't know that man, and I don't want to I've never heard of that guy, honestly. But, like, that seemed like – I mean, Patriots.com would have blushed at that story. Like, if if somebody said, listen, we need you to write this in a certain way. Like, it was so vague in that NFL insiders – like. Is that crap sheet or is that actually somebody who works for a team? Well, like, then the, the weird part was, I think I saw a tweet today saying Gruden, a quote saying that the Texans would never trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah. I don't know if that was a guy who's overly positive trying to drum something up or was told like, hey, do us a favor, see if you can drum up some trade talk. I, I don't know how that worked, but that was a very weird story. That was a felt like a plant or a guy trying to do a song. Yeah, especially because it wasn't just like, oh, they're training cars. Oh, no, they're training Derek Carr to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. The story that he is writing would be the greatest story. They flip Derek Carr for two first-round picks, add on two more first-round picks to get Watson. They traded four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. Like, that would, that would make NBA teams blush. There's NBA right. teams that'd be like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That's not, that wouldn't make it through the little trade machine. Well, and even wouldn't it, if they're really exploring that, wouldn't it just make sense to try to package Derek Carr to Houston? Yeah, but I guess, I mean, they, he also said, like, Derek Carr had a great year. He was this and that. Yeah. And then you're like, he didn't. No, he, he was, was, he was an like, average NFL quarterback. Every stat, he was, like, after 10. He wasn't really, like, a t- top 10 quarter and I'm sorry if you're not in the top 10 then you didn't have a great year and you're not a great quarterback like now you're middle of the pack if you're 12 14 16 I'm not saying you suck you're middle of the pack so that was a very weird story I don't buy it I don't I don't think there's any truth for the Patriots or anyone else I don't think anybody's trading two first round picks for Derek Carr any of that I also don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is going anywhere either like the way that the whole Stafford thing played out and there's been reports from Mike Garofalo from NFL Network I, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere 
Yeah, Mike Garofolo was very um, swimming against the stream of they want to move on from Jimmy. He was more like, no, they're very comfortable. Like, in fact, it's probably most likely that they keep Jimmy. Like, he was more of a, a reasoned take or a reasonable mind in that. So, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't I, – I, the the Kirk Cousins, like, does Shanahan still lust after him? Right. But I'm sorry, he's not – a surefire upgrade over Jimmy. He's more durable. Like he plays more often. That's like, he definitely plays more often and he's had really good stretches, really meh stretches. The, the Jimmy thing, the value of Jimmy is all about, can he stay on the field? And and there's really nothing that can be said about that. He just has to go out on the field and stay on the field. Like he can't, he can't argue against that. There's nothing he can do in any singular game or work harder in an off season. He just needs to get from week one to week 17 being the the quarterback for the 49ers. But if that falls apart and then you remove, because I've sort of my fallback positive plan for the Patriots offseason was you send a two to San Francisco for Jimmy. Okay, you've got a quarterback. Now I can do the Pitts thing, the Godwin thing, a tight end, Jonu Smith. Then you could say, I feel better about that offense. That could be a fun offense. And if Jimmy stays, then I don't know what, the next tier or the next then then you start talking about like Fitzpatrick or things that don't really excite me they're fine like I don't hate them they can throw the ball better than Cam but I won't be predicting division titles and playoff because then then you you look to the draft and we just talked about it with Paul like you don't want to force Mac Jones at number 15 that doesn't make any sense and like your those quarterbacks are they're probably going to go before you even in range to trade up to get them so then it's like you might have to settle on the Fitzpatrick, the Marcus Mariotas, like that tier of guys. I really want Bill to trade up in the draft, in general. I don't care who it is. I want him to trade up. I, I kind of do. That's what I'm leaning towards on for a quarterback, too. But, like, just wait. You see how this, these drafts go. Like, these quarterbacks go way too high. And, like, do you see Bill trading up to, like, six? I don't think so. Like, that, that would cost so, so much. Like, using the Jimmy Johnson trade – Chart yeah, thing. probably not to six. Um, what do you agree if they had to, if to get one of those top four guys? You're talking top six or eight. I don't think six, maybe eight, maybe even a little lower than eight, and it gets more. Um, and then it's like it's Trey Lance. So that's probably the guy you do it for. Is he your guy? Like, uh, I have no idea. I've never seen him play. Well, so Jermaine Wiggins hasn't either. But he said he's his guy. Why? I don't know. He's, he, in, in the same show, he said that Trey Lance is my guy. I really want the Patriots to go for him. And then an hour later, he says, yeah, I've never seen him play. How can you say he's your guy? Like, <laughs> you can be excited that other people think he's good and like, that's what they need, a young, athletic, modern quarterback, blah, blah, blah. But it's hard to go all in. I think he could easily be a guy, honestly, that a lot of people get excited for. And then if we have, like, a return to normalcy at some point, you go down to training camp and you're like, um – this guy's a project at best. Right. Like, you start seeing him throw, and now I, I would that would definitely inject life into the topic, like into the team, into like that's something. Now you say you have you you're you're not Justin Herbert because he hasn't proven he can do it yet, but now you're excited about that until you at least see him fail on the field or not be the guy that you hope he is. But that's like I said, I'd even say trade up for Kyle Pitts. You think Kyle Pitts is you know. Not going to make it to 15, but you can get him at 12 or something. Trade up for Kyle Pitts. Like, just be aggressive. Add some blue-chip talent to the team. And I'm sure he'll talk himself into 
you know, Waddle, Jalen Waddle will drop to 15 and he's real. He, he would have been the Heisman trophy winner if he hadn't gotten hurt kind of thing or whatever. Right. And he's good. I, I'll admit, I thought he started the year. I thought he was a better receiver than Devontae Smith watching Alabama. I don't know. I, I just, aggression. I want aggression. Uh, and, and I have a bad. Well, it's like I, felt, said, I feel like the aggression is the only thing you can talk yourself into is trading up because he has done everything else. And then it's like, what do you really make of the, because like Paul said, signing all those guys, you're free agents. That's kind of aggressive too. Well, I would say it could also be aggressive if, you know, the Schefter dump where he just has like 80 tweets ready to go when free agency starts. Yep. yep. If the Patriots are like six of those, that's something different too. Like it doesn't yep. have to be, but if they sign, let's say Godwin's the big fish. So they sign Godwin, but then they go get Jonu Smith. Oh, Sammy Watkins also signed a one-year deal. Um, I don't know, some other defensive lineman. No, I agree. Because usually that first day, it's nothing. The Patriots do nothing. And even that it's everybody first, else. The first, like, two or three days, they do nothing. And then right. it's, like, over the weekend, you've had, you know, three, four signings. If, they, if they're part of that first and second wave of signings, that would be aggressive, too. And, and there's so many receivers that they could get a big-name receiver. It doesn't have to be Allen Robinson or Godwin. You know, there's plenty of big-name receivers that people would be like, huh. Oh, they added him. Oh, they added a tight end too. Oh, they added a pass rusher. Oh, inter- like, and right. they could all be $8 million deals. They may not be $20 million. They're, they're names and it's not, oh, you added Demir Bird or, oh, right. you added like Dontrell Inman. Like it's right. a name that you can say, eh, that, that probably has a chance of working out. And then you marry that up with some draft picks that add young playmakers, speed, whatever potential. So, I mean, there's a lot of ways they could be aggressive. But I, the, the Stafford approach wouldn't seem to um, lend itself towards that, that they, they weren't really in on Stafford. Like, they just made a, oh, yeah, we'll give you a two for him. Okay, thanks for calling. We'll get back to you. Uh, let's get your – you want to do game thoughts? Well, I wanted um, two things. Do you like my column idea that I threw out there in the middle of the uh, Paul Perlow podcast? You may not have even heard it modern technology and zoom i, I was gonna say you said that's like calm and then like it was you guys talking over each other so i don't know what you said so would people be happier if bill and tom had stayed together and just failed together this year missed the playoffs finished eight and eight or even nine and seven so they had a winning record but it took 11 wins to get in the playoffs like would people be happier because that's what would have happened. They weren't a very talented team. Oh, no. And we, we've talked about this before. If you brought Brady back, you're not adding some of the guys you even were able to add because he was right. a big chunk of, of salary. Yeah. So would people have been happy? Would you have been happier if you had kept well, the band together and the band wasn't all that good? But then you could sell yourself on they had $60 million in cap space, come, or a little less than that, but they had money to spend this offseason and could rebuild that way. How, how, how pissy pants do you think Brady would be if they missed the playoffs and – we're, oh, now we're talking about another year where we're going to spend cap space or whatever. Like, I just – I don't know that it could have ended better. Well, yeah. It, it, no, because then you would have gotten pissed off Brady, the same thing you got last year, and, and right. he wanted to go through that again. Probably more pissed off. Because right. they probably wouldn't have started 8-0 and before he got pissed off. They probably would have been, you know, 2-2 two and two or something and pissed off. And he's already oh, like, oh, geez, here, what, what did I do? I shouldn't have come back. And he's doubting himself more. It's like – so the breakup might have been the best thing, even though it looks bad. Oh, Bill, you ran him out of town. Well, if he had kept him, it wouldn't have looked good. Like no, so, and that's the hate on Bill this week has been ridiculous. Like, oh, it's laughable. It's what are these people going to to say? 
let's just say the Patriots make the playoffs next year. What are these people like? Who are they giving the credit to then next year? Well, you've got to give it to Bill, right? Well, these people are like you've seen all the tweets and the the columns and the people. like. It's yeah, but come on, you know how these these things work. People just pretend they never said it. I they know. just move on to a different. They're they're frauds. They don't stick with their takes. Like but, Paul Perillo can admit he would have traded Tom Brady for Matthew Stafford like a decade ago. Yes. Like he at least he can admit it. He was wrong. It would have sucked. But at least, a lot of these people will just pretend they didn't say it, and you'll have to. This get, is like, more than just like fans. This is like actual media members. Is it? Like, what's an actual media member in this day and age? And I'm not saying we are, by the way. I'm saying what is an actual media member? I know what you're saying, but like, it, yeah. Other than Mike Reese, and like, there's a few people that have like pretty solid credibility. No, not hot takes, whatever. Right. We're all pretty passionate and emotional. You know, I just listened to it. I don't know if you happen to listen to it, but um, the voice, the reason in this, as strange as this sounds, and I don't know why I say it's strange. I like this guy's voice and his reason. Uh, Akib Talib had the best map out of the Patriot way and the responsibility that you're ever going to see on the Pat McAfee podcast, right? Yes, it were, it's going to be blogged on our website. I believe he boiled it down to that shit just worked together. The two of them was sort of his takeaway. And he's well, right. Like I know. It, like it was what it was. The Patriot way was show up, do your job, don't get in trouble in the media. And, you know, I'm going to criticize Tom, but Tom's going to do his thing offensively. Bill's going to keep the whole damn team together, and we're going to keep rolling along. It's the ultimate team sport. They couldn't have done it without, like, Akeem Tlaib nailed the hell out of it. Nailed the hell out of it. I was just, you're right. The voice of reason is Akeem Tlaib. Like, that's what it takes. Right. And now I will also say, as real quick as we're on the Patriot way here, the, the Amendolas of the world, I don't necessarily fault them. And I said this on Dale and Keith yesterday. They arrived to the back end of the Patriot dynasty where Tom Brady was already the GOAT quarterback. He had thrown 50 touchdowns. He was a finished product. Right. It's not a coincidence that Ty Law laughs and says that Tom Brady is the Patriot way. Why? Because Ty Law was here in 2000 and 2001 and 2000 when Tom Brady had to be carried by the defense. He could make his occasional plays and throws, but everybody knew they had to lift the whole team and Tom Brady until he became the modern finished product Hall of Famer Tom Brady. So I think I don't necessarily fault those those late arriving guys, even Welker, you know, the guys that came in that different phase of the Patriot way. They didn't see the early Tom Brady. They they just they didn't experience the evolution of the team, the offense, the quarterback, everything that went into it. So um yeah, we should probably get into the game. So who are you going with? Oh, I got Kansas City. Now, I, I am a little concerned. I know Paul didn't know it might rain. Um, last I saw was like 70% chance of rain during the game. Is Can you check that quick? Get a, give me an updated uh, Tampa forecast. Um, and some thunderstorms. The worst thing, and I don't care about the game, thunderstorms would suck if it delayed the yeah, game. Delayed. That yeah. would really suck. Got chance of showers. It, it seems like a, a Florida late afternoon, like a chance of showers. Because – was that – that was what, Colts, Bears when it poured? Yep, in Miami. Um, yeah. But so – I because I actually think that could affect the game because the the Bucks are a power running team. If it gets slopped and it starts to affect um, the athleticism and the speed of even Mahomes scrambles, Tyreek right. Hill, Travis Kelsey, I actually think that favors the Bucks a little bit. But 
if normal game, and even if it's a little wet, but it's it's a normal playing surface, yeah, I think I think the Chiefs are the better team. I think their offensive depth of weapons, when I mean the way they can spread a field out, um, Edwards Alaire seems like he's healthy, could be a little bit more of a factor than he's been for most of his rookie year. Uh, and Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry, Hill and Kelsey, the way they played a couple weeks ago. That's the kind of stuff that is like that's the DVD. Well, I was gonna say I think um, the Bucks aren't gonna allow him to get eleven catches. They they can try not to. We'll see. I mean, like I think that the Bucks linebackers are good enough to to not allow Travis Kelsey to have eleven catches. The difference in the game, I think, is defending Tyree Kill and not allowing him to get you know a couple of forty yard plays down the field that changed the game. That's where I think the game is won and lost. That's where they're such a dynamic duo is, you know, it's the old Bill thing. You can take anything away if you really want. Right. But at what cost? And Hardman is a game changer. If you focus on those two and he starts getting room to run, he can root, as Paul said, he's the replacement for Hill down the road. Like he's not as dangerous because I think Tyree Kill is. Yeah, he doesn't have the same speed. No, but he does the same types of things. He can embarrass people. He can make people look bad. So I just... And the Mahomes thing, like Mahomes is so good. And not that Brady isn't, so people don't have to get defensive. Brady's great too. But Mahomes is just, I continue to love, Keyshawn said it on Dale and Keith a few weeks ago. He spots you at 21 and then he chases you. Like he chases you down. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter to him what the score is. It doesn't, whereas we've seen Brady crumble at times. We've also seen him come back. I don't need the, did you see the Falcon Super Bowl? Did he crumble in that one? I'm just saying like, Mahomes is a different beast. He is a different feeling that Mahomes can like go down the field and score in 45 seconds where Brady doesn't really have that. He may go down and score, but it's not that same. It doesn't have that same effect on people. And most of the time over the years, Brady had to be perfect for those types of comebacks, right? Or they had to turn to the trick plays of the double pass, whatever. All Mahomes has to do is hit and he goes 50 or seven, like, it's a scary offense, and we saw it, and I don't know if this is the year of the offense and the year of the offensive mind, but remember the national championship game. Steve Sarkeesian, in my opinion, was the MVP of that game. The way he got Devontae Smith the ball on easy throws for Mac Jones, in space, making plays. Oh, oh now he's in the slot against the little middle linebacker, and he's running wide open down the center of the field. This feels like it might be the year of the offensive mind, the offensive coordinator, the play caller, whatever, and that's Andy Reid to me. I know Bruce Arians is in that mold too and Byron Leftwich and all that, but I don't know. I like the Chiefs. I'm rooting for the Chiefs, so I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I'm going to say 34-24. I'm kind of with you. Like, I, if everyone's saying it's going to be, it's going to be a close game, like – I think it's going to be competitive, but I don't think it's going to be like a last-second field goal type thing. I think the Chiefs are that much better than the Bucks, and I think that it's probably going to be, like you said, a 7- to 10-point game. Now, do you think this is um, – like, how's everybody going to react? Because I know that there's this whole idea that Brady can do one last favor, the Fitzies of the world. He's defending the wall of the dynasty for the Patriots, and he's the dynasty killer, according to Fitzy, and, and all these – like, what's the reaction going to be both directions? Hey. I mean, obviously, if Brady wins, oh, great, Brady seven, that whole thing. But if the Chiefs win, well, like, then what's the reaction? 
it's Brady's still great. Like he didn't need to prove anything. It's that's how up, I would feel. But I would also he went say, up against the next great quarterback. It's not like he, he's going to lose to you know some bum team and a bum quarterback. Well, and that's my whole thing he, is he doesn't have anything to lose in this game. And I actually don't really think Patrick Mahomes does either. Like the whole idea that he can never be a goat if he loses to Brady now because he'll never right. make up for it or catch. Why? Like right. if he has like. I mean, they can very easily be back in the – they'll be probably favored to be back in the game again next year. And why, why do we have – does he – he doesn't have to have more Super Bowl titles than Tom to be the greatest of all time. Like, you can be in conversations. Now, he won't have more titles. Like, that'll be a fact. He That's won't, part of the discussion. You're right. But if Tom has seven and he finishes with four or five but has, like, five straight years with 50 touchdown passes and, like right. – and you'll go, well, I know he didn't get as many Super Bowls, but – He's really freaking good. Like, I just – everything is so oversimplified until it isn't. Like, no one calls Terry Bradshaw one of the greatest of all time. No one. Right. He's got four rings, so why, why isn't he in that conversation? Why wasn't he more in that co- – you know why? Because he's not as good as those other guys. You have eyes. You know he's not as good. So, this overly simplistic, oh, if Brady wins, then Mahomes is toast and he never can challenge him. Now, I don't think he'll challenge him. Because as I said with Paul, I think part of it will also too. I could see Mahomes losing interest and fading. That was that was a good point. Like Mahomes has been asked about it this week a couple of times. Like, do you see yourself trying to like make sure your body can play that long? And he kind of hasn't really answered the question. I don't think he does. Like, I think he gets to his mid thirties and says, "What do I need to do this for?" He seems like a guy that actually has other interests and can like right. do other things. Where I don't think Tom can do that. And you also can't really answer it until. You get married, you have a kid, you have two kids. The kid's now seven. He's playing peewee football. He's playing baseball. And you're like, I have $400 million in the bank. I've, I've won three or four Super Bowls. People think I'm one of, I've got MVPs. Right. Why do I have, like, what do I have to prove? You know what I'd like to prove? That I can be home at five, pick my kids up, go to the practice field. And like, so I just, I think there's a better chance he doesn't want to be Brady then he can't be Brady. And I'm not saying he can or can't, but I think he might be more – it's like Bill. A lot of coaches burnt out and said, you know what, I got a couple rings. I want to get out. Or I don't need this crap anymore, year 20. Like, so I, I think the want to to be Brady is as big an issue as anything. Then you get into the luck and the injuries and all those other things. Uh, all right, I'm going to take the, the blame for this one. I, I sent out questions late, so we didn't really get many questions. So nice job, Jackal. I'm taking the L. But we had Paul Prill on, so that, that's a positive, and that extends the podcast. So we, we did all right there. So we'll, go, we'll get back questions next week. We'll probably do two podcasts next week. We haven't discussed this, so I'm bringing this up to you. Maybe a podcast Monday after the game to discuss what happened, and then another one, Patriot-centric podcast later in the week. I like it. Maybe we can get Giardi on for one of them. Sure. I mean, I got to say the one good thing is both of our guests that we've had the last two weeks seem to like begging to come back before before they even get off. Right. So they're, they're enjoying it. I think fans are enjoying it. It adds another voice. It makes it a little more fun. I think it makes it more of a bouncing around ideas than just sort of a back and forth. So yeah, we can do two next week and we'll get, so did you not like my idea, by the way, the column? No, no, no. I don't care about that. We can talk about that later. Um, the idea of like maybe getting some of the people that don't really like me and I don't really like them on. We could effort, but I don't think that like, it would have to get a better setup. I think like we're not, it's not like a professional setup with the zooms. 
Like, it's easy to say, like, you're done here, Paul. If it's good enough for freaking Kay Adams, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady to sit together on a three-way Zoom, you're telling me, like, Doug Kide and Evan Lazar and all these other guys can't do a Zoom with us? It's true. I mean, who the bleep are they? I'll rip them even more. Oh, I thought a professional setup. That that could be a good, I think, after next week. Like, we can butt heads or we can make peace. I don't know how it'll go. Maybe it'll end poorly. Maybe we'll only do one and say, yeah, this doesn't work. You guys can't swear that much. It's true. But but I think that could that could be something to do down the road after we get rid of the Super Bowl week and we get signed to that dead period between Super Bowl and free agency. I also just thought of something. What did you think? My brain. Why does Evan Lazar hate me? I can't even remember why he wanted to fight me. <laughs> was it your COVID story? I don't think so. That was Megan Otani or whatever the hell her name is. She called me sweetie. Yeah. Continue to say I'd be canned if I called her sweetie. I don't know. That's that's actually I don't remember. I don't know. We'll, you really we'll, want effort to, to, we'll effort to figure that out. But I think we should have some of these on. Like that's what radio and debate should be. You should have some people that don't always agree. Right. Right? I agree. I agree. Okay. And Evan Lazar does a lot of work for the draft. I very much respect the work he puts in. Doesn't mean I have to agree with his opinions or anything like that. I respect the work he puts in. So as we head down into February and towards March, I think we could hash out our whatever our feud was or is or has been in the past and then maybe have some good discussions. Just saying, just an idea. This is your podcast. You take it where you want to go. No, that's not a bad idea. All right, well, uh, we'll talk to you probably Monday, I guess, with a Super Bowl recap. I'll uh, make sure to – or the next time we do a Patriots-centric podcast, I'll have questions. That's my bad for not saying that in time. So Yes. All right, well, uh, enjoy the game. should be a good one, and we'll talk to you Monday. Go Chiefs! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or – I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.